Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. I'm shocked, horrified, and embarrassed <laughs> with some of the filth that's coming in here this evening because it's time for... Go f*** yourself. yourself. Okay, if you've just tuned in, welcome, come on in, take a seat. Every Monday, uh, a little after half ten, we give away a vibrator slash dildo from our friends at playblue.ie. We want to make Mondays a little bit better. It's been a tough year for everyone, and if you've been asked, you have been asked to go screw yourself over the last 12 months. You might be out of work, you might have broken up with himself or herself, you might have just been having a crappy time, so we said, you know what, every Monday we'll shake things up and we will give away a beautiful dildo tonight on the show. We've only got one, so if you want to be in with a chance of winning this this evening, just tell us your boldest, naughtiest escapade. Yes, we're getting horribly <sighs> filthy ones in and I love it. I'm loving every second of it. Right, up for grabs tonight is a beautiful silicone thrusting rechargeable rabbit. It's waterproof. It's got 10 different vibration settings. It is rechargeable. It is a thrust. It has thrusting functions. It'll heat up. It's got a rotating head as well. This thing looks phenomenal. It does. Yeah. And it's stunning. So listen, this could be yours if you want this in your hand to spice up your life. Whether you're on your own or with someone, this is this is going to just change your life. It's going to change how you feel. It's going to change how you see the world. Just let us know the boldest you've ever been. It doesn't have to be full whack. It can be a little bit bold, naughty and dangerous. A bit of heavy petting somewhere. We'll accept that as well. Drop us in a WhatsApp 0876797104. And if you want to share your story, keep yourself anonymous in case someone's listening. Someone could be listening to you. Just start your message with don't read out my name. Mm. And then share your story and we'll all be friends here. Happy days. Job done. We won't rot you out. No, not tonight anyway. No. It's a safe space tonight here in Room 104. So the worst place you've done it? I said worst place, the riskiest, most dangerous place? I mean, I've been risky in my life. I really have. I've done it on a plane, I've done it in the car, I've done it out in the open. I did it in a car outside work before. This work? No. Jesus, no. A far more inappropriate place to do it, actually. Did you get caught, though? No, didn't get caught. Like, when I was in the car, I got caught by the guards. And I was fully naked and they were shining their torch into the car and I was butt naked. No. Yeah. Actually. No, and no. I couldn't see because they had the light shining in my face. So I couldn't see them. They could see. <laughs> the most mortifying, me. the most mortifying situation like that, not technically wasn't caught in the moment. What was caught afterwards was the first trip away with herself. The now fiance. The first trip away was to a B&B up the Wicklow Mountains because that's where you always go. You can't go into a Dublin hotel. It was a B&B up the Wicklow oh, yeah. Mountains, right? Sounds like I was going to murder her somewhere. It kind of does, yeah. No, but it was a really, really nice um, B&B. And we just went in and you do what you do and it's your first trip away. Yeah. As young lovers. And then the next day, 
Yuan goes, oh, can I chat just for a second? And she brings us outside to this, like, cabin out the back, separated, separate from her house, because we we're obviously in the B&B in her house. She was like, oh, this might be more appropriate for you if you're ever coming up again. It's a bit more private. You can go in here now instead, uh, instead of being in the house. Oh, she did No. Yeah, real, like, awkward Irish mammy kind of thing. As of, in, like, that was disgraceful. I know you what doing. you were up to. If you're going to be doing that stuff now. Get out. Get, get out. out in the garden. Yeah, pretty much. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was a little bit awkward and mortifying. Oh, were you like, yeah, yeah, we'll never go ah, again? Yeah, yeah, no, just left. Good luck. See you bye now. God. You know. Yeah, that's very awkward. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one four. Let us know. We're gonna pick someone. <clears throat> I love these ones. Don't read out my name. Okay, okay, we'll go to these people first. I love that. There's a few. <laughs> yeah. On a motorbike in on a motorbike in a forest, up against a tree. Yeah. While driving. Uh, uh, that's what? what piqued my attention. Have you done it on a motorbike while driving? Or that's is it while you're driving dangerous. in a car? It's a really dangerous game to play now. I have done things in cars while someone is driving. Ah, come and on, it's a no, dangerous thing. I have done. And you know what? I was very young and he was only learning to drive. And it was a terrible thing to do. I just can't imagine that being enjoyable for anyone. Because if you're trying to change gears, you might get a knee. Did you get a few knees in the head? Bang your head off the steering wheel? No, it all went smoothly, but my <laughs> God, he could have easy crushed. Yeah, he could have. That split second of, oh my God. Uh, okay. In the business owner's office, having to listen out for anyone. If I oh, win. there's nothing worse. In the business owner's office, having to listen out to see if anyone's coming oh, in. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, no, that's bad. Whoopsie. Mm. Okay. Oh, there's loads coming in here. In a common area in the student accommodation, security guard conveniently walked in just as we were finishing him. Oh, God. He didn't know there was cameras. And he'd probably been... Oh, no! No, I couldn't deal with that. That'd be so awkward. Someone watching and you don't know they're watching. And then you suddenly realise and the shame you feel. Yeah. You didn't even get like 5 99 from your OnlyFans off it either, which is a stinger. Um, Don't read my name. I did, did it with a girl at my sister's wedding in my brother's room in the bed with him asleep. I don't know... He didn't wake up because she was a screamer. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! I also did this with a friend. A friend was asleep, and yeah, we've all done that. Haven't it's we? awful to do that to your friend. Oh, we, we used to stay over in a friend of mine's house after a night out in college. So there'd be like five or six of us jammed into someone on the couch, someone on the floor. Yeah. Like five or six of us again going out with a girl at the time. And you'd have to do it, don't you? We were at it, but then her friend came in and was talking to her while we were. Oh no, we're just spooning. Oh no. She never copped oh, it that's either. really awkward. Yeah, really awkward. She didn't cop it either. God. Some people are good at multitasking. I'm not. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be able to have away. a conversation. Uh, sorry, there's loads here that I, that I need to, to make sure that we've gotten through. Oh, yeah, this one. This is the one I wanted to read out. Don't read out my name. Okay, okay, we won't. I work for a big catering company. <laughs> I worked at all the festivals, working one of the ice cream vans. And after we closed, I brought a girl into the ice cream van and gave her a good 99 Roger. <laughs> Best one ever. Uh, small spaces are good. Oh dear. Again, don't read my name out. My ex-girlfriend was going down on me and my mom walked in and asked for the hairdryer and then sat at the end of my bed to watch what was on the telly. Oh God. Which was a scene okay, with two girls going down on each other very embarrassing she realised what was going on and then left yeah that's what mums do they walk out I'm trying to picture this right yeah where is your girlfriend and where are you actually yeah good is she under the bed and your mum doesn't (laughs) realise 
yeah actually please let us know and you're just lying in bed and she thinks you're just watching the TV on your own and then she sits at the end of the bed and feels like why is there four legs under here oh we oh I'd be so embarrassed if that was the case also got dared to go down on another ex-girlfriend in the dark while she was sitting beside her friend to see could we not get caught we did her friend left <laughs> I have many more stories oh my god I love filthy it. you are filthy I love that yeah. Filthy and disgraceful. A hell of a lot of people to choose from here. We might have to just throw them in a. I know. Throw them in a randomly pick one out because there's a hell of a lot of dessert, deserved filth bags tonight listening on the show. I thought no one is going to open up to us. No. You know, they're going to be very shy. No, you're not shy, especially when you can be anonymous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, coming on the old anonymous call here tonight mm-hmm. on Go F Yourself. Okay, 0876797104. Last few minutes, we have to give that away tonight. It's all with Playblue. If you want to check out more of their stuff, playblue.ie doing free delivery at the moment as well. But if you want that one, it's a beautiful silicone thrusting rabbit. It has a warm-up feature. It's rechargeable and it is waterproof. That could be in your hands sooner rather than later. If you want to just share your stories with us, your filthy, bold, dangerous stories, let us know. 0876797104. Uh, the boldest, riskiest place you've ever done it. Last few moments, we'll give this away before 20 past this evening. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. Final bit of this. Go f*** yourself. yourself. Very easy. You just tell us the boldest place you've ever gotten frisky, gotten a bit... People are very bold. Very bold. Message in here, don't read my name. We won't, don't worry. With my colleague in the post office after hours, postbox makes a great glory hole. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. You lads are actually in the gutter tonight. <clears throat> Incredibly oh, I like this. weird. I like this. At the back of the church that my mom and grandma made me go to. Oh, dear. Hang on a second. I want to see. Derek, did we get you? What's the crap? Derek, Derek, Derek has been around Dublin. Derek, Derek, Derek. Derek. In every bold location possible. Every bold nook and cranny, Derek mm. has investigated. You've um, you've had a few interesting encounters. Oh, I've had too many to, uh, to list them all anyways. But. <laughs> now, is this your style of uh, fun? Well, like, obviously, like, it used to be a bit of a, bit of a thrill or something. What were some of your personal oh. favourites? Oh, God. Personal uh, highlights. Highlights. Uh, I wouldn't have any that would be good enough for highlights. Still haven't, still haven't hit the like one high club. That would be the highlight. It is. It is good. It's risky, obviously. Um, <laughs> but look, sure, look. Wait, risky is risky is right. So you, you text in a few ones there, right? What What were the ones in in, in your text there about? Oh well, uh, so. In uh, the team room, and I was one time a few years ago with a girl that came back, back then. Steam room and Elsa. See, the steam yeah. room obviously is really hot anyway. Would that not just be uncomfortable? You'd think, but you're like, you know, in the heat of the moment. So. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Fair. Like, the pool would have been a better option, I would have thought. Well, the that's where it started, and it got moved to... But like in the pool, obviously, there's far more chance of people being in the pool. I know, but you don't. You know, when you're messing with someone, you're like behind them or whatever. You don't really know that they're doing it in the pool. 
Yeah, but then the kids have goggles on and they're swimming <laughs> underneath and they're yeah, like, Mommy, then... what's going on? <laughs> you don't do it during the day on a Sunday for yeah, God's sake. Yeah, but sometimes the pool closes at 8 o'clock, like, you know, you, you can yeah, get the there. the kids are in bed. But the steam room, if it's, you know, the, at a thick steam, you might be able to see too much. You know what I mean? Actually, yeah, like the steam room is one that people just sit in. You yeah. go in and you're <laughs> chilling. Wait, were there people there with you? Well, like there wasn't people in the steam room, but there was people like in like, you know, the pool and using the facilities like. Okay, I thought you were going to say there was someone like just sitting there on the there's bench. There's an old man there. There's an old man there on the wall. Some bench. creeper in the corner. <laughs> yeah. You didn't notice until you were done. He was like, I don't mind it's me. me in the corner. <laughs> Right, right, that's, okay. that's not a bad one. Derek, this oh, Wait, 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 wait. Uh, and in, in a taxi? Oh, God, yeah, that was a sloppy night, that was. That's risky. Uh, yeah, that was fully, fully cut, you know, full of... Um, orange juice. Full of orange juice, yeah, orange juice. And, uh, yeah, on the way home, in the back of, you know, like one of the, what are you, like, 70 year fans? Yeah. Yeah, just in the very back, like, you know, and, like, the rest of the van was full and the two of us in the back just kind of like... Mm. Now, hang on, hang on. Are, yeah. you, are you with the driver or are you with your, your friend on the way home and are you being driven around while you're doing this and the taxi driver's like... Oh, this is being, yeah. No, the taxi's being driven, like, this was, like, on the way home from town, like, on a night out. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Did you have to pay, like, the soilage charge? No, I'm sure you wouldn't. Nobody noticed, like, there was, like, four other people in the taxi as well, like, so everyone just kept busy and... Nobody had a clue. Oh, you're in the one with the very two seats in the back. I thought it was the big one with the slidey doors. Oh, yeah. You're like the the, the mom, what with the people car, not the people car. It's uh, the soccer mom car. Soccer mom car is kind of what it was. And you were the two in the back. I know exactly what you're on about now. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was yeah, really yeah. sticky. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, there was also, like, now it wasn't obviously the full, like, the full Monty, but, like, there was also a time at the dinner table um, while... I was in her parents' house. No. And she just kept going for a fib and kept going. <laughs> oh, like, you've seen those stop. things in movies where yeah. you, you do it, but, like, surely someone knew what was going on. Oh, you, you like, definitely people were wired, like, you know, you'd, have, you'd get the odd look here and there, kind of like, you know, what you used to doing and all. The mother and father, her mother and father were there. I was, yeah, I was trying to have a full-on conversation with her dad, like, oh, I just couldn't, no. I just couldn't. <laughs> I really couldn't. I couldn't look him in. I couldn't look him in the eye at all. So, Mister, I. Oh my God! You're an animal. Wow. That, that's that's really bad. Wow! 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 Listen, uh, Derek. Thanks a million for popping on. They're great ones. We're going to throw your name into the into the hat there in the draw there. They're solid contenders. But listen, whoa. Lockdown was yeah, were, good idea for you. Yeah, God. <laughs> Sit in your hands and don't be getting yourself into any more trouble. Yeah. Listen, uh, we'll let you go, Derek. Thanks a million for popping on. Have a great evening, you guys. You too, sir. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. I love this one. There's <clears throat> loads coming in there the last Under London Bridge at low tide back years ago. We did it for Queen Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> How oh. and where exactly when you're talking about Under London Bridge? Can you? I didn't even know I, you I did. climbed down there. I mean, it's risky. A weird one. Oh yeah, you read that one out. Sorry, at the back of the church. Mm. Mother and grandpa. Um, you're all you're filthy. Yeah. So many people. 
don't say my name. We read... Uh, oh, this one. We didn't read this one. We out. didn't, no. Sorry, I was working in a dental practice in town a few years ago. Was on a night out and had the keys to the practice. Let's just say there was an ext- extraction, some suction, some serious probing, and everyone left with a smile on their face. You didn't finish it? Oh, and someone got a I was a good girl at the dentist sticker. Well, now. Wow. Well, now. Okay. That's always the danger. If you have an office and work that, you know, if you have a key fob to or you have a code to, you know, you can get in afterwards. I've heard many a stories. Oh, I'm sure you've heard many, many stories. Story. I actually have never done it in work, in any workplace. I don't believe ever. that for a second. No, I actually haven't. I don't believe that for a second. my life. <laughs> I know you'd be surprised, but I haven't. I don't know about that now. No. no Paul, do you believe Saoirse? I don't. Oh, it's seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Apologies, isn't it? We got a load of messages in there um, about that. Sorry, in relation to the um, under London Bridge, there's steps down to it, just like the Liffey, and you can walk along the plinth to go under the bridge. Now, that's a very British word. The plinth is obviously sorry. Yeah, the thing to go down under yeah, the bridge. Yeah, but would you not be freezing? Like outside is never enjoyable. It's too cold. Like even if it's you know a bit of bit of fun, bit of um. But what, 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 what if you're on a, on a beach, a very warm beach? Yeah, that's different. But I'm talking about usually, you know. Down Dollymount Strand. Yeah. There's sand oh. everywhere. You're like, this is not romantic or fun at all. Or the Liffey. What's <laughs> he doing on the Liffey? What's he doing on those steps down into the Liffey? No. Just seeing the romantic trolleys floating by and then those lads doing stand-up paddleboarding going, how are you? Like, oh, and God. like when I was really bold, it was kind of pre-Instagram. Yeah, you wouldn't even know Snapchat, all I that feel, stuff. Now, if anyone's seen you, that's where they'd find you. Okay, I do not believe this one. Oh, you did not. No, you did not. Done it in the confession box in church, which I'll keep to myself. Oh, in case you're cut out for the name of the <gasps> No way. No way. I do. I want to believe that, but I refuse to believe that someone has done it in a confession box. That is genius. In an actual church. I love that. Bless my father for I've sinned. Oh, my God. That's actually the best place you could ever do. Even on a budget... Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. But, hands down. 
that's no pun. Hands down, hands up, hands behind the head, <laughs> hands tied up, who knows? Right. God. I just have to throw in a spanner in the works now. Anyway, if you've messaged in, you're in the draw. We will randomly pick out a winner in the next few moments, so it could be yours. Uh, and also, we have an interview with a cognitive scientist a little bit later on about why stupid people are incredibly confident to make you doubt yourself all the time. Music as well from MK and the Kid Leroy without you. That's next year. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Kidderoy, it's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Thank you for all your messages. If you did send one in in relation to the boldest places you've ever been bold or the riskiest places you've ever been bold, got a ton of messages in. Uh, the winner tonight, though, of... Uh, let me just make sure I read this out correctly. Our Play Blue, our vibrator slash dildo from playblue.ie. We had a silicone thrusting rechargeable rabbit to give away. And get this, it is rechargeable, has thrusting functions. It'll heat up. It's made of beautiful silicone, has a rotating head and is waterproof. What more do you need? You don't need anything else. So uh, we've one of those to give away tonight on the show. We were just asking for the riskiest place you've ever done it. And the person who um, got intoxicated and did it several times in a lecture hall <laughs> and was almost caught by the cleaner and had to hide under some uh, curtains. Uh, you have won that this evening. Thank you for all your messages in, though. We do that. We do this every single Monday, though. So if you didn't get it this time, you can tune in next Monday at about half past ten or just head on over to playblue.a and search that Yeah. They've loads of different uh, dildos and dressing up clothes and men out there that are giving out that we're not promoting dildos for them. They have other things for you. They do. They do. They have everything mm. covered and boxed off. And uh, from chatting with them as well, apparently the pandemic has seen such an explosion in sales of these toys. We all need to de-stress a little bit. Of course you know? we do, yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks for the messages in. We must move on next Monday again, though. Your next chance to do that at 10.30. No, sorry. Next Monday is a bank holiday, isn't it? Next Monday is a bank holiday. Next Tuesday. We'll next do it next Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. I'm not g- giving up this. We're getting oh, too God, much no. dirt on people. Yeah. Like, oh my God, no. Did it in a confession box, did you now? Well. well. We'll meet you back here next Tuesday for that one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks for the messages in. Right, moving on. Sirisha, <laughs> are you still mad and upset? Yeah. Do you want to try and do it live? I don't have the lyrics, but if you give me the lyrics, I'll do it live, yeah. Alive. You sure now? Yeah. You're up for it? Yeah. I'm well able for this. Okay, and we had been remixing uh, Dublin towns into songs like Fingless. Let's get down, let's get down Fingless. So you know that, right? Um, we're changing it up slightly because I feel as if the time is ripe for modern Irish drinking songs, modern Irish misery trad songs. You've had people like the Dubliners, the Pogues, the Wolf Tones. Great on a night out, still are great afterwards. Like yeah. Wild Rover. And, you know, if you want to get real miserable, someone will crack out Grace at the piano, you know. Oh, oh Grace, no, no. just hold. And they're all needed, but they were born out of misery. We've been living through 12 months of the worst misery of all time. So I think we need new modern Irish drinking songs. So um, I say we. You're going to just exclude me again but and just keep kicking Serge out you know there's, this is the start of the rift in the band where in years to come it'll be like Fleetwood Mac no I remember like no Ronan Keating with him. are you going to go out on your own yeah I'm going to go out on my own and be like move to Australia yeah. win radio awards out there exactly although no he's radio in the UK now but he did move to Australia yeah but he was doing a singing first yeah yeah he, he did solo do singing. singing that's what he's renowned for and that's what I'll be renowned for my solo singing you had loads of solos yeah, but people wanted more and I wanted more. Destination Clontarf. That was sick. 
that is lit like that gives the hair on my arms stand up when oh, I hear that Destination Clontarf so uh, listen we're doing we're going to do modern Irish uh, kind of drinking songs uh, born out of the misery of 2020 and 2021 uh, I'm thinking you know things like if you're struggling to pay rent and save up for food uh, and get off and get out from underneath that rock we need songs about that to sing when the pubs reopen we need songs about um, your parents just being disappointed that you haven't got seven gaffs by the time you're 28 and they're like at my age my age we had the house now and your father had bought himself a place as well now in Portobello and we were fine so I don't, you're wasting your money on coffees and lattes Yeah, that's all you're doing and you're like I can't breathe under the stress of the life right now um, okay but uh, we did it remixed Maniac 2000 to the pandemic 2021 it kind of works it's an ode or a story of a woman trying to get the ride in lockdown we all were there we've all been there mm. you know it's a struggle especially if you're single as well you broke up with someone it's just extra difficult zoom dates are crap walking dates in your 5k they're just, just miserable unless you're the filth bags that message in for the dildo <laughs> and you're doing it against trees and everything <laughs> on motorbikes driving down the road mother of god what is going on with half years now uh, let me see I need to find get the oh I need this I need this in like giant writing you know you know how I am oh I don't know I don't know if I have them here on my computer because maybe I wrote them out wrote them out by hand what Oh, you're such an artist. Oh. I'm just jotting down a few lyrics here. I'm just banging them out. <laughs> Did I? Or didn't I? Do you have them? I am willing to sing live for everyone that, that is demanding that I sing live. All of you. Oh, no. Because we can't just listen to you sing again. Why not? You've I had your limelight today. You've had you had Clontarf and the song before that and Tala and Scare and Swords. Yeah, but I wanted to be part of this because this was You are part of this. This I have two lines. Yeah, you have two great lines. Really important. You've got the main hook. You've the main hook of the song. The song was recorded it's not about in my home quantity, it's about quality. I chose the song. Oh, where would it be? Let me see. What else? What other lyrics were in that? Uh, right. I know that's in it. <laughs> Uh, Something else could show up when you type in ride. I'm just saying. I oh, know it's fine. Is it though? Where you did. You jotted them down. You did this on purpose. I didn't. Didn't. Anyway, I don't know. Do you? Fine. Play it. Play we'll, it. We'll just have to play it out. I'm sorry. Play out the original grand. And then tomorrow night on the show, ten past nine, you should perform it live. I will. 100. Get the lyrics for me. I will print out the lyrics for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can perform it live tomorrow. I cannot wait. But you're gonna have to. It's very fast. Yeah, but I'm I'm well able for it. My timing is spot on, as I'll you give, see, time and time again. I'll give you the lyrics after the show tomorrow. Uh, anyway, this is the Pandemic 2021 remix, inspired by Maniac 2000 and the story of a woman who just wants to get her hole during lockdown. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Are you sure you're up for it? Ten uh, past nine. Definitely up for it and um, going to yeah. dedicate that to Keith who said, so she live tomorrow night. It's bad enough recorded. Well, Keith, tomorrow night is dedicated to you. There you go, Keith. A very beautiful special performance of that tomorrow night. Uh, on the way next, going to be chatting to a cognitive neuroscientist about why dumb people, stupid people, the least informed of us are sometimes the most confident and make you doubt yourself. That's on the way next. On Friday, I don't think he'd ever play it. No, he would never play that on Freaks on Friday. Anyway, that's coming up next here on Room 104. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104.
Do stupid people have so much confidence? Why is it that when you have such little information, your convictions about a topic are solid, unwaverable, and then maybe, you know, the more intelligent subjects that you know about, you start doubting yourself over these things? Well, it turns out that there's many reasons going on to make you believe something and not believe something else. Joining us now to talk about this uh, and why the less informed might be the loudest and the proudest and the more certain. Somebody who's written a uh, co-author of a book called The Knowledge Illusion, Why We Never Think alone. He is also a professor in the Leeds School of Business at the University of Colorado. He has done a really, uh, really cool, very successful viral TED Talk called Why Do We Believe Things That Aren't True? And delighted to welcome onto the show, Philip Fernbach. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Now, obviously, uh, there's a lot of people that will try and be controversial, especially online at the moment. They probably have a lot to say based on absolutely no facts. So what exactly have you found? We have a whole program of research that's um, we talk about a lot of this stuff in our book, The Knowledge Illusion. Um, And um, one paper that we published recently was actually about genetically modified foods, which I think that you guys saw. And um, this is an area that is uh, pretty controversial where a lot of people are very opposed to genetically modified foods. And yet most people don't understand very much about them. And what we found in that paper is that um, the people with the least amount of knowledge were the people who were most opposed, but those people also thought that they understood the topic the best. They had the strongest views of their own competence and knowledge about the topic. And that's something that we found um, across a lot of different areas, that often people with the with the least amount of knowledge have the strongest opinions, um, but they often overestimate how well they understand those things. I take it, do we all do that in some capacity? Um, yes, it's like, it's very common. Now, one thing that we talk a lot about in the in our book is that um, human beings just don't know very much about the world. As individuals, we're, we're not very knowledgeable about a lot of things. We have pretty shallow knowledge. However, we all have areas where we do know more where we have more expertise. You might uh, not experience this illusion. You might actually know what you're talking about for certain things, but everybody has this illusion for some things and for a lot of things because the world is really complicated. And how do we distinguish between what's real and what's not real? <laughs> That's a huge question. That's a big question um, and a really deep question. And the answer is that it's really, really difficult um, because most things that we have an opinion about are not things that are easily um, that we can easily adjudicate or verify on our own. We often don't have enough information to do so. And we could spend our whole lives trying to study some issue and we might learn about it, but we just don't have enough time to do that. Most things that we have opinions about are sufficiently complex that it's just not obvious to know whether they're true or false. The flat earth uh, conspiracy is a great example of that. As individuals, how do you actually know that the earth is round? Well, there's not a lot of observations that we can directly make on our own that would verify that. Now you can't see pictures and so on, but then I can argue that, well, those pictures are faked by someone else. So the truth is that most of what we believe about the world is actually by virtue of listening to people that we trust. So the real answer to your question is that we have to be a little bit deliberative about trusting the right kind of sources when we get from, from whom we get our information. It's not really plausible to think that we can go and study every potential issue that we have to take a, a position on. But it's it's very difficult you know, we have this uh, this uh, this idea of a house of mirrors. When you uh, are embedded in a community that believes a certain thing, it can be really, really hard to actually tell when that community's belief is incorrect or correct as individuals. So it's really tricky. And that's why you find entire communities of people that end up getting things wrong, believing things that are not true. And then I take it social media has put that on steroids because you can now form communities and groups and you can be 100% convinced that lizard 
shape-shifting reptilians are controlling us in on this flat earth and you know you've no you've no doubts you're just fully convinced yes big time so this is this is what supports these kinds of um these kinds of beliefs and you're absolutely right that social media has amplified a lot of these effects to a great extent because now we're getting even less counter evidence to what we believe and we can go and search out people who uh proponents of the same ideas and the other the other piece of it is that when you affiliate with the community and feel a sense of belonging uh that is going to reinforce wanting to uh, being motivated to maintain those beliefs. This is one thing with the QAnon conspiracy, which is really powerful, is that when people join that group, they feel a real deep and strong affiliation because they're welcomed in with open arms. And uh, it's it's fun and enjoyable. And it feels good to be surrounded by like-minded people who are telling you that, you know, there's, there's this group of people who believes the same things that you do. So uh, all of that plays a big role in the social media Part of it certainly can't be underestimated. Yeah, it's funny because you'd often think that like there's certain people, it's like trusting someone. You look at someone and within seconds you feel you don't trust them or you might trust them or you're warm to them or you don't. So, you know, like visually, if someone looks probably aesthetically pleasing, I don't know, you tend to just be drawn into that and whatever they're kind of saying, you might listen to as opposed to someone else that, you know, it's all superficial, I guess, and the whole kind of social media world that we're living in. But is there more people that are susceptible to believing tripe over others? There are some individual differences that predict um, the extent to which people prone to overestimate their understanding like this. And um, one uh, idea that we've looked at is this idea called, um, it's called cognitive reflection. And basically um, what cognitive reflection is, is this little test of mathematics questions that are tr- that are trick questions so that the first answer that comes into your mind is incorrect. And with a little bit of work, just about everybody can solve these questions, no problem. And so cognitive reflection is a measure of the extent to which you sort of stop that initial intuition you have about the wrong answer and you think a little more deeply. And people who are more prone to think a little more deeply um, tend to be less susceptible to this knowledge illusion that we talk about. Um, and uh, we th- believe that's because they sort of before passing judgment on an issue or saying, oh yeah, that's true or whatever, they'll do a little bit more. They'll stop themselves a little bit and say, um, they'll go beyond the sort of stuff that you were just talking about, that more superficial surface level um, cues about whether something is true or not. And they'll think a little more deeply about it. Um, so yeah, so cognitive reflection is something that um, that predicts this. Um, I guess the other thing is um, across different areas, what I was talking about before with genetically modified foods, and we found this in a lot of other areas, including, by the way, attitudes about COVID vaccine and attitudes about things like wearing masks and social distancing and so on, um, is that people who are really extreme in their views tend to be the ones who have the largest gaps between um, what they know and what they think they know. And so um, that I think that be- comes from the fact that if you're, a real, if you're a novice in an area and you don't know that much about it, everything can seem kind of obvious and clear. But when you learn a little bit more, things often become more nuanced and more complex. Because that's it. And there's a guy I went to school with who is a big, you know, I haven't spoken to him in 10 years, but he keeps sending me all this stuff about how this is all a hoax and how none of this is real and, and how I'm just being a sheep and that he's fighting the man and that he's the noble cause taking on the enemy. And I'm, and, 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 and I'm just an idiot. And I'm just like, how do you, one, get to that point? But two, how? 
do you help someone like that? I don't want to say see the light because that sounds a bit snobbish as well because I'm certain looking down on these people doesn't help the truth come out either. So like, how, how do we work in that situation? Yeah, it's exceedingly difficult. And this is one of the things that's, that's um, it's exciting to work in this area because I think the ideas are so important and, and, and so uh, central to the way that we view the world. The frustrating thing about working in this area is how hard it is to actually get people to be more open-minded and to, and to change their views and so on. Um, there are some things that work a little bit. So things like asking people to try to explain the issue or getting them to think more about instead of trying to convince you or trying to convince them, um, get into more of an explanatory mindset. Because what that does is it often reveals that the issue is more complex and that can kind of open people's minds. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to attack people. You don't want to make people feel like um, you're belittling them because that just leads to them getting deeper into their, you know, sort of doubling down in, in, in a defensive way. Because people are very defensive about this stuff. Like if you have a counter consensus view on something, you're very used to everybody telling you that you're an idiot and that you don't know what you're talking about and maybe you, that you have bad intentions and all this kind of stuff. And so you get pretty defensive about it, I think. And um, and the last thing you want is somebody coming along and, and, and acting high and mighty. So you have to find a way to engage with people in a way where they don't feel like they're being belittled. And that can be difficult sometimes because when someone believes something really crazy, you just, your mind goes to, wow, man, this person is an idiot or this person has bad intentions. It goes to one of those two places. And so stopping yourself from doing that and sort of getting curious about why, what's driving them to this belief? What is it really about? And, um, you know, you're not always going to have a lot of success doing that. Sometimes you find out that people are just kind of not very thoughtful, um, or maybe they do have bad intentions, or maybe they're just um, so stuck in their ways and closed-minded that nothing's going to help. But I think a lot of the time what you will find is that people are maybe more reasonable and open-minded than you think they are, and they just think they're onto something. And they actually are being kind of open-minded in the sense of what you believe probably is a ver- is by virtue of you sort of having just nodded along to what everyone else is telling you. How much do you and I actually know about um, about the epidemiology of COVID and stuff? I mean, a little bit. I do some research and some work on it, but mostly what I'm doing is um, going along with what the people I trust say. So um, if you take a little bit more of that perspective, I think the kind of conversations that you'll have will probably be more fruitful and will lead to less uh, sort of internet rage. Yeah, do you not think that people just leave people kind of believe whatever they want to believe because you can't change a lot of people's minds. And then if there is somebody that's just, you know, kind of sitting on the fence, they don't really know what to think, I guess. So I think, is it good to have your own kind of thoughts and ideas on things? So, yeah, so there's there's this idea that we talk about um, called intellectual humility. And intellectual humility really is about calibration between sort of having the right level of strength of belief in something depending on how much you know about it. There's sort of two directions you can go away from intellectual humility, and they're both bad. One is being overconfident um, and being too extreme in your views when you don't know what you're talking about. That one's obviously bad. But being too diffident in your views is also bad. Like if I say, well, I don't know that much about the sci- about the science of climate change. Therefore, I'm just going to throw up my hands and say, maybe it's true and maybe it's not. That's also not a good way to to be. Now, what's reasonable would be to say, well, everything I've read based on reputable sources and people that I trust says that this climate science is pretty much um, is 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 pretty strong, and suggests that climate change is real. However, I personally don't understand the science that well, and so the idea that I'm going to go out and 
um, be super militant about it is maybe not the right way to go. And if you want to be more of a um, uh, someone who takes on that role, um, go and do your homework. But if you just want to be your everyday average person, I'm not saying you shouldn't believe in climate science. You certainly should. And it's absolutely vital that you do. Maybe you should be open to the uh, to to um, the idea that you don't understand the science that well. And maybe you don't know a lot of nuance about what is a positive behavior and what types of behaviors might be good or bad or whatever. And, uh, and just be a little bit more sort of uh, uh, calibrated about um, your strength of your view being, being, being consistent with how much you actually know. You might say, well, climate change is a really important thing. And therefore it would be great if everybody like super strongly believed it and so on. Well, the flip side of that is there are a lot of people on the other side who say, well, COVID is a hoax and so on. And if those people were a little bit better calibrated then like overall, you know, I think overall better calibration is going to serve society. Well, that, that's kind of the way that I think about it. We're moving into a, a you know peculiar time here in, in Dublin and in Ireland where we've had one of the longest lockdowns in the world. Everyone is burnt out, everyone is exhausted and people are starting to, I think, really question the government's lockdown and question why certain things aren't open yet and, and all that kind of things. And I think a lot of people as well, there is a whole cohort of people out there who, one, as you said, aren't very informed about everything. So we can't be experts in the virus or whatever, and then are terrified of questioning anything, especially on Twitter, because that's where your reputation goes to die. And um, Do you think the world has become a much more difficult place for genuinely uninformed but curious people to put their hand up and go, is this the best thing we should be doing? Is lockdown way, the way forward? Is there another thing we can do? Because I think people are terrified of just the online lynch mob just cutting their heads off. I think absolutely. It's, it's not just about the online lynch mobs, but at least in the United States, I don't know uh, about the political system in Ireland, but in the United States, the extent of polarization has increased dramatically recently. And there's this idea called affective polarization. And affective polarization says that people are not polarized necessarily on issue preferences, policy preferences, but we actually end up hating the other side and affiliating only with our side. And in the US, this is like such a a big deal. I mean, people don't want their uh, kids dating or marrying across the aisle. They don't want to uh, get together and have uh, outings with people who have different political views than them. What that that creates this kind of in-group and out-group mentality where there is a party line. And if you don't toe that party line, you're at risk of really being ostracized. And so um, COVID uh, attitudes are a really good example of where this can run into trouble because there are many reasonable people, say, if you're on the left in the United States, where the party line is sort of a more has been much more risk averse um, and says that we should have pretty extreme policies and regulations around COVID. And if you're on the right, it's it's more polarized in the other direction, where it's like, you know, this if you wear a mask, you're you're not being a true patriot and so on like that. And if you look at probably many, many people, including myself, we're more sort of in the middle, which is we acknowledge there's a risk, but you know, certain kinds of behaviors, the benefits outweigh the risks. And so, and if you look on the right, I think um, I'm sort of a little bit left of center, but but I tend to be a little bit more moderate. People on the right, many of them feel the same way. 
And yet, if you are embedded in that community, if you affiliate with that community, it can be hard to, to, to say that. If you say like, look, when I go running outside, I don't want to wear a mask, you can be at risk of being uh, kind of ostracized. Things are changing now in the U.S. because vaccination has been going very well. But um, yes, certainly it's, it's, it's very difficult uh, for people. Um, maybe this sort of silent majority idea where a lot of people do not actually have views that are as extreme as sort of the prototype of their, mm. of their political group, because the parties have become so polarized that a lot of people are sort of more in the middle when it comes to policy preference. Where do you see it going in the next kind of 10, 20 years? I, I'm internally an optimist in a lot of ways, um, but I am very fearful about what's been happening. I mean, we've sort of almost reached a breaking point in the United States where it's hard to imagine things being worse in terms of this pol- polarization that we see. Um, the points you raised earlier about the amplification that happens through social media is just very terrifying to me because we, we as a society have not yet developed any good solutions to this stuff. What we, what is becoming a, as clear as day is that human beings can affiliate in groups and come to believe just about anything about the world. And we've known that as a society for a really long time. It's always been the case that people have been prone to um, beliefs that don't make a lot of sense um, and that are inconsistent with the science and inconsistent with the expert views. However, the extent to which those kinds of beliefs can propagate and build and flow uh, through social media is really, really scary. And in the United States, we see things like, you know, for instance, uh, uh, our former president was able to convince a very large swath of our country of the total falsehood. And that falsehood about the election being stolen has unimaginably high stakes um, because if uh, enough people were convinced, if it was 50% instead of 40% or whatever, the democratic uh, system that we've enjoyed here in the United States for a couple hundred years could uh, go up in smoke overnight. I do not see a simple an obvious solution to this problem on the horizon. It is going to take both sort of bottom-up work on the part of individuals, but also I believe there will have to be a lot of work done from the top down in terms of figuring out how to regulate social media in a way that makes it more of a force for good than a potential force for division and divisiveness. We have not solved that problem yet. And I do fear, have major fear that if we don't get our arms around it in the next few years that it could lead to some very dark and dangerous places. No, we'll, li- we'll leave it on a dark, depressing, fearful, uh, fearful note. But uh, but listen, we, we've taken up a huge amount of your time. And, you know, I said, fingers crossed, I think we, we we are. We'll see how it goes. Let's just leave it at that. We will see how it goes and hopefully it'll be better or worse. If, if you're tuned in, you want to find more information, best place to go, you can pick up a copy of his book, The uh, the Knowledge Illusion, which he co-authored as well. Uh, Professor Philip uh, Frombach, where else are you online? Twitter, Instagram, people can connect with you. You know, have people check out my uh, my TED talk. They can easily find that on YouTube. But most importantly, um, check out the book. I think you guys will, if you're interested in this topic, will find it very fascinating. And yeah, it was a it was a real pleasure to speak with both of you. All right, that is it from us this evening. Cheers for tuning in. Podcast of the show will be available afterwards and tomorrow night 10 past 9 big performance from you search tomorrow night huge I'm so looking forward to this so much support coming in as per usual Mm, yep as per usual indeed she's going to be singing sorry the uh, Maniac 2000 remix live Mm. tomorrow night on the show Poker Faces back tomorrow Control Alt Delete and a thousand euro on Instagram in the morning free as well cheers for tuning in tonight and as always you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon FM 104 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.